the Pirates went into Fenway Park and swept the Boston Red Sox and head back to PNC Park for the first time in 2023 this season to face the White Sox tomorrow. And all minor league system teams should be playing tomorrow. So we're joined by Craig Todd to talk about that and more on today's episode of Locked on Pirates. You are Locked on Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to that Pirates podcast, everybody. My name is Ethan Smith, host of the Locked On Pirates podcast, brought to you today by eBay Motors Built Bar and so rare trading cards, which we'll talk about all later today. But man, vibes are high right now. And what better to bring <laughs> those high vibes in with Craig Toth of Bucks Basement? And I just told Craig right before we started that I'm 2-0 and on recap uh, recap stories over at Inside the Bucks Basement, which come to you on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I will be undefeated going into next week because I do not write today with the Pirates having their off day. But um, I have one question for you, Craig, uh, and it comes from the great Dennis Eckersley, uh, who blocked me yesterday, actually. Um, how about <laughs> that hodgepodge of nothingness? Um, yeah, I saw that. I, I think Eck went on a, a blocking spree from what I saw for pretty much any Pirates fan. He must have done like a, a mass search. And it was just like, OK, I, I've heard enough from Pirates fans. I don't want to hear any more. Yeah, going into Fenway, uh, getting the sweep. Uh, each game had, you know, its own little ups and downs, but uh, the fight in this team and the performances from certain players kind of made that happen. Very exciting. Uh, I love uh, instant replay because the ball was file. I, I was nervously sitting there saying, no, I think it did. Did it? And of course it did. And, you know, escape that because how fitting would that have been or how in the knife of uh, Pirates fans hearts for, for Reese McGuire pinch hitting to be the one, you know, to tie that game up, but, you know, come away with a win. Uh, a lot of good stuff happening, man. And like you said, off day here, getting the rain out of the way here in Pittsburgh, hopefully for a beautiful opening day tomorrow. Yeah, and I would say, as far, and by the way, before anybody says anything, if you're on YouTube, this is not the shirt you thought it was. So I'm just going to push that up here so you guys can see what that <laughs> is. Because I was looking at, like, right here, and it kind of looked like it said a certain name that might not go over too well with some people. So I did want to go ahead and show the shirt off there. That is uh, from uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, at one of their, like, little shops or whatever. Uh, but as far as things, by the way, that I just loved in this series uh, against Boston, one of the things that a lot of people, especially myself, were really worried about, and albeit this is six games out of 162, so we're not expecting this to happen all the time, but when your bullpen can come into games and relieve your starters who, for all intents and purposes, pitched really well outside of that one inning from Johan Oviedo, when your bullpen can come in for three games and only allow two runs over those three games while the Pirates scored in, in the double digits outside of the first inning in those two or uh, three games. That's something that is very important to me 
as a kind of benchmark to how this team can win. And I mentioned it on my live episode after the uh, Tuesday night game. The first two games of this series, the Pirates showcased different ways to win a ball game this year. On one hand, the offense can kick it up at any time they want against certain pitching. But on the other hand, if the offense is struggling, the pitching can kick it up when they need to. You saw that from Ruanzi Contreras, who, albeit I think even though Keller went seven yesterday, I still think Ruanzi had the overall best start we've seen from a, a starting pitcher so far. But if you're going to have Mitch Keller and Ruanzi Contreras giving you six or seven innings every start, that, that bodes very well for what's going on with this team. Because, I mean, you're looking at the bullpen still, there are some issues there. They don't really have a long relief guy yet which is where I think Johan Oviedo will come into the mix once Luis Ortiz enters the fold. But that'll be a while from now because it does appear that JT Brubaker will be gone for a while and we might not even get to see Harleen Garcia this year. But I also want to add about this bullpen, it doesn't even have Robert Stevenson yet, and it looks really good. And I do know there's concerns with the offense as well. I mean, they didn't put up that many runs outside of the first game and some of the missed opportunities as well. Uh, Don't want to out him, but especially from Rodolfo Castro, who has been in three or four different situations through the first six games where he had runners on second and third and could not score anybody. But I, I tweeted about it yesterday, Craig. Starting four and two, on your season over six games on the road against the division rival and a team like the Boston Red Sox and Fenway. I don't care what team Boston has going into Fenway and sweeping them is very hard. That is a very hard thing to do. And I think it's going to be something that as we've seen Jason Mackey tweet about that the clubhouse just feels different and it should feel different. The pirates haven't really had a start to the season like this in quite some time where they sweep somebody. I mean, I think it was 2021 where we had to wait until September, Craig, to see them sweep somebody. <laughs> now they get it done in the second series of the year. It's a good thing to see. I mean, obviously you were hoping to take, you know, two out of three. I believe we predicted that last week, taking two out of three from Cincinnati. Uh, but to come back and, you know, to get a sweep. And it definitely, you know, feels and looks different. I mean, Kutch just brings an energy. Uh, I love that uh, even as after Kutch left, when we win a game, that the, the outfielders come together and do that little jump. And there was, you know, Dwayne Underwood Jr. in a pile with, with Jason DeLay, and they're doing some sort of dance with Carlos Santana. It, it, feels, uh, it feels a lot different. It feels like there is a drive, you know, within this team. Uh, you mentioned Rodolfo Castro, man. He, I was hoping the struggles in spring training, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't go into the season for him. Uh, also, you know, with Jack Sawinski, uh, we did see him, you know, get a couple walks the other day, but we haven't seen, you know, the power outside of, I believe like probably like one, one at bat from him. So he's definitely, you know, trying to put some things together, hopefully, you know, sooner rather than later. Uh, there's, there's enough uh, depth within the system that Rodolfo Castro, I mean, I wouldn't think immediately, but pretty soon here with the minor league teams all getting going here that uh, 
he's going to start to feel some pressure and you're going to see more starts from, you know, G1 Bay at second base instead of, you know, Rodolfo Castro, who, you know, as we went into the off season and through the off season, it seemed like he was going to be the de facto starter over there, even though they said there would be a competition. Well, there actually was a competition because G1 Bay is getting more starts over there and he's being, you know, more productive outside of, you know, a tough, I guess it would be game against Nick Lodolo there in Cincinnati where G1 Bay was kind of swinging out of his shoes, which is not, you know, something that he does very often. I kind of went back to his game and, and had a solid series uh, offensively and defensively um, in Fenway. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. And, that's where I think a lot of this gets into as well as we've already seen so many different players make impacts on this team. And that showcases the depth that the pirates have at their disposal. And now with the minor league starting, which we'll talk about later, I mean, there are going to be some decisions that are going to be made pretty soon. I mean, it's still six games, very small sample size, but lots to like so far from the Pittsburgh pirates. And we're going to continue to talk about that here shortly, but first want to talk to you guys about eBay Motors. Of course, eBay Motors, you could build your vision part by part at ebaymotors.com. A championship, a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay's guaranteed fit because ebaymotors.com lets you ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. They have over 122 million parts to choose from, and you'll be back in the game in no time. Today's episode is also brought to you by the wonderful people over at Built Bar. Of course, Built Bar is offering you the best protein bars on the planet. You can get cookies and cream. You can get a 12-month subscription from Built and their giveaways. You can get a free box of Built Bar to 50 uh, lucky locked-on listeners. You can get Built Bar puffs. You can get Built Bars the way they come. They're always coming out with new flavors to try. And you can use promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off of your first order at Built Bar com as well as going to Sam's Club or Walmart to get your favorite flavors of Built Bar protein bars, and they are the best protein bars on planet Earth. So, looking through the first six games, a lot of people have already kind of hit the panic button in a certain area, and it's a panic button that is a very happy panic button. I would say it's like a panic button that I'd love to keep pressing. And it's the Brian Reynolds panic button because obviously the contract stuff was the topic of the off season. It was the topic of opening day before the first pitch was even thrown, even after the first pitch was thrown. Brian Reynolds has just done something that we are not accustomed to in the pirates era of Brian Reynolds career, which he's played his entire career here at the big league level. Usually, and we saw this last year, Craig, he usually gets off to those really, really slow starts. I'm talking brutally, really bad starts. And then by like May or June, he's kicking it up, hitting 350 for the entire month. Right now, uh, if I could pull my stats up here real quick. Um, let me see if I can find this just real quick. Um, I know Brian Reynolds is doing great, first of all. I mean, he just absolutely killed the Red Sox, and he does that apparently throughout his entire career. 
Uh, but you're talking about a guy that in 24 at-bats right now has a 417 average, four home runs, which yesterday led baseball. I don't know if he still leads it today. Seven RBIs, one stolen base, and a 1.444 OPS right now. Thank you, Andy Haynes. Andy Haynes worked with him the entire yes. offseason. Here's the thing is I will give credit where credit is due. Brian Reynolds is a great hitter. Um, but I know that Brian would be a very humble person and would probably give that shout out to An Andy Haynes as well. But then you can go on the flip side of the coin. Andy Haynes also helped Jack Swinsky change his complete batting stance. And that hasn't been going so uh, well you know, so far. But the big thing for, for Brian Reynolds to me is that he hasn't let any of these negotiations, any of these stumbling blocks, you know, not being able to lock down the deal, he hasn't let it get to him. And it seemed to be that, you know, certain people thought that was going to be the case, not us two. I mean, Brian Reynolds is Brian Reynolds. He's going to come out. He's going to play the best he can play no matter what. The man is seeing the ball extremely well. I mean, even on you know some of the outs that he had in, you know, the final game in Boston yesterday, I mean, he smoked the ball. He just happened to hit it the first one, like straight at somebody. But, I mean, if that continues, he just seems to be a guy that's locked in uh, at this point in time. So it's a great thing to see. And like you said, he's usually that slow starter and, and has been and then can, you know, kind of pick some stuff up, uh, especially in June. Uh, but to see him hitting this well this early in the season, yeah, I mean, hitting the panic button, I uh, because it hasn't been signed yet, but I mean, I'm not hitting any panic button yet because I mean, I don't see, you know, much of a place where if this team continues to perform that they would be, you know, looking to move him anytime before the off season. I think Brian Reynolds, you know, he's under contract, he's going to play it out and he's not going to let these outside distractions bother him. No. He's just going to be who he has always been. Um, and I don't, you know, obviously not going to be, you know, a 417 hitter, but could be more towards, you know, the 300 hitter as opposed to the, you know, 265 hitter he was last year. The power is obviously legit. It's, you know, it's now a part of his game, but if he's also, like you said, a stealing bases, he's, he's an athletic player. I and mean, that's one thing that you, people kind of forget about Reynolds is, I mean, the dude's in pretty good shape. He's he's never been, you know, a power hitter. But if he can introduce that into his game and, you know, becomes the consistent, you know, 25 to 30 home run guy or maybe even topping 30 home runs, man, that's that's a great player to have. I I obviously want them to, to lock him up, as everybody else probably listening to this does. But, I mean, if it happens, it happens. I but I could just see, you know, Brian Reynolds just performing the way he was always going to perform this season contract, you know, struggles or not. Yeah. And uh, I'm not the one here to predict when this is going to get done. I think I've done it like once where I thought that it might get done on opening day. That kind of seemed like the precursor to when it would get done. Craig, I'm going to ask you a trivia question. Do you know when Brian Reynolds debut was with the Pittsburgh Pirates? Um, I don't know the exact date. I know that the set of circumstances that 
you know, led up to it. It, it had to have been early April um, mm-hmm. in 2019. Yep. Uh, so I, I don't know the exact date, though. <laughs> uh, April 20th, 2019. So if we take a fun look at the schedule for everyone, the Pirates head to Colorado uh, the 17th through the 19th and then don't have a game until that night against the Cincinnati Reds on the 20th for four years. Yes. Four years after his debut. Would that not be the perfect day to do that? (laughs) Or tomorrow on opening day. Like there's so many days where it'd just be like, man, right here, especially tomorrow. Like if they like came out on the airwaves, like while everybody's downtown going to Mike's beer bar and, uh, um, I can't think of the steak. North Shore Tavern. North Shore Tavern. Yeah. I mean, imagine like everybody's out there just having a good time, experiencing 412 day for like all that stuff and having a great time, getting ready to go to opening day. And then all of a sudden you hear, bing, Brian Reynolds and Pirates have agreed to an extension. Do you know how freaking fired up that place would be if that happened tomorrow on top of Andrew McCutcheon? Uh, kind of getting people a little riled up right now, Craig, with this uh, blackout day thing tomorrow. He's like, hey, you guys came up with the idea. Let's do it again. On top of A.J. Burnett, on top of Russell Martin, Neil Walker being a part of the festivities. Tomorrow's just it feels like an opening day in Pittsburgh for the first time where there's legitimate excitement. And by the way, Game Time speaks to that. One of our uh, sponsors Tickets on game time right now are going for like $105 last minute. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I had, I had a buddy that is, is flying up and he bought his tickets last week and it was like $90 for standing room only. So, I mean, there definitely is some excitement at uh, the blackout to honor the guys, you know, with McCutcheon coming back, you know, you got, you got the fort in studio, you got AJ, you got Russell. It, it's, it's just a, a perfect storm for that. I, uh, and if they could please announce it before two o'clock, because I'm doing a live show uh, mm. down at one of the local breweries from one to two, if they could do it before two o'clock, I would be uh, extremely ecstatic about that. Yeah, tomorrow would be uh, even more. I mean, opening day it is always an exciting time uh, in Pittsburgh, but even more so this year uh, for all the reasons we, we mentioned. But yeah, I mean, if you get it done tomorrow, you get done on 420. You get done. I mean, I don't even if you get done over the all-star break, whatever it may yeah, be, you know, uh, I just kind of want it to be um out of the way just because I want to be focusing on the play of you know some of the younger players on this team, you know, Mitch Keller going out and and shoving. You you mentioned Rowanzi Contreras. That was one where I didn't know what to expect because he had gone to the WBC. Uh, and pitched well there, but had only gone, you know, about three innings. They had a pitch count there. So, I mean, him pitching, you know, out of the the five spot in the rotation actually made the most sense because then maybe he could have gotten in a side session, a bullpen or something uh, leading up to that to kind of get his pitch count up a little bit. And we just saw him come out and do pretty much what he did last season for the most part. I mean, had some, some struggles at times, but I mean, that would be huge if you could have Rowanzi and, and Mitch step up. Gotta see uh, with Johan Oviedo, 
I did like that, you know, had given up those five runs uh, in the first inning and then didn't make it through five, but was able to, you know, get things back together. Cause you're talking about, you know, saving the bullpen when you have Rwanzi go deep, when you have Mitch go deep after, you know, most other situations is at most five innings. Yeah. That's going to, that's going to wear out the bullpen. So it was nice to see him do that little bounce back there. Um, like I said, I wish he was as the long reliever, you know, from the beginning, but with JT's injury, that kind of took that out of there. And, and, and on my show with Chris yesterday, I said, I, people are going to, you know, that's the person I'm going to miss the most uh, in that rotation is JT because he just, he performed how he was, you knew what to expect. Uh, may have a blow up inning here or there, but was going to go out there and give you innings, uh, strike out a decent amount of guys. And I think he led uh, the Grapefruit League in strikeouts, uh, you know, in the spring. So I was looking for big things for him. And, and it wouldn't even say that if Johan, you know, started the year in the bullpen, that he wouldn't become a starter at some point in time. It, it was it was just tough to see that that first inning from him, but it was nice to see him kind of bounce back and we'll see how things go, you know, the second time through this uh, rotation. You know, Mitch definitely looked a lot better, a lot more comfortable. Uh, hopefully, you know, that continues with, you know, the, the weekend series coming up here against the White Sox. Yep, and Rich Hill will be on the bump tomorrow for opening day, a trend that we've seen over the last two years with the veterans. They usually get that opening day nod. So I have no issue with that, and I hope Rich Hill does great things. And before we get into all of the prospects that Craig is looking for with every single team in the system kicking off officially tomorrow, hopefully, let's talk about So Rare. Our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, SoRare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance, collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next level competition and rewards not critical to include but so rare recently partnered with mlb all-star juan soto and julio rodriguez to serve as brand ambassadors you may have actually seen um their commercial on mlb tv if you're out of market where those two are involved both are featured in so rare's current brand campaign will engage with the so rare community throughout the season at mlb events uh, head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. Now, on Thursdays, I am going to kind of call this the Craig segment. Uh, <laughs> I do watch some minor league baseball. Obviously I know the big prospects. I know the system. I know the guys that are good. I know the guys that are going to kind of falter. Um, we've seen a little bit from Indianapolis so far and what they've offered. We've already seen Nick Gonzalez do some good things. We've seen Andy Rodriguez do some good things. Quinn Priester, the likes like that tomorrow. Uh, I actually think you said tonight Altoona is supposed to kick off tonight pending weather 
And then tomorrow, Bradenton and uh, Greensboro are supposed to kick their seasons off. So, Craig, I'll kind of let you take it away in terms of what you're expecting from each level of the system and what people here at Locked on Pirates can watch for at each level of the system. Well, I mean, starting in Indianapolis, uh, Mike Burrows and Luis Ortiz have each gotten a start. Uh, depending on when you listen to this, Indianapolis was rained out on Wednesday, so we'll have a, a doubleheader here today on Thursday. Uh, Luis Ortiz scheduled to go in the first game. Osvaldo Beto scheduled to go in the second game. Uh, one player I want to point out from Indianapolis that has has kind of been tearing it up and has outshined you know, some other people. Everybody forgets about Tucapita Marcano. Uh, he was a guy that Ben Charrington went after uh, twice, got him on the second time around. Uh, has been making you know good contact. Uh, looks like he's he's playing. Uh, a lot of the infield positions where last year he uh, was kind of, you know, relegated to the outfield to begin the season, uh, giving him a full look there. Um, Nick Gonzalez uh, has has hit the ball well when he's hit it. I uh, has struggled with some of the off-speed stuff uh, in this last game that they did play. They got in on Tuesday, struck out a couple times. Uh, just kind of getting his, you know, legs underneath him. Hopefully, he can turn us around pretty quickly. Uh, Quinn Priester looked good through about the first like two or three innings. Then started to struggle a little bit. Get hit around. Started with some soft contact. So, you know, not really super worried about him for a start of the season. Uh, but moving along to uh, Altoona, which will be opening up today, uh, you're going to be seeing, you know, Henry Davis. Uh, you know behind the plate you're going to see uh, a guy that i'm going to be you know i'm writing an article today for inside the the box basement i'm one of my through the the prospect portal series uh leover Pagero, a huge season for him uh started out like a house of fire at the beginning of last year for the first through the first couple you know months of the season uh and then just kind of hit a, a roadblock and wasn't able to turn it around until the last month, about like, you know, 16 games of the season. It's a pretty big year for him, uh, him and Marcano, you know, two guys, if you're thinking about, you know, Rodolfo Castro struggling, uh, I know everybody's eyes always, you know, go to, you know, a, a Nick Gonzalez and, and, and rightfully so. I mean, he's in triple a, but you can't forget about Tuka Peter Marcano. He was in the battle with uh, Rodolfo Castro and G1 Bay to begin spring training for second base. You know, if he kind of gets stuff going and Ben Sherrington has shown that if, you know, a player, it gets hot and, and if Leover would do the same thing to start this season, you know, Altoona is a little bit closer than Indianapolis. And if Indianapolis is on the road, uh, he's made those call-ups, you know, straight from, from double a previously, and especially with him, already being on the 40 men. I mean, you're going to see, uh, I can't wait. Uh, Jared Jones, it was one of my, you know, prospects to watch uh, pretty early on in spring training. It was noted that he was more than likely going to be part of the Altoona rotation. Uh, very aggressive with this kid, you know, moving him throughout the system. Other stuff. I mean, you see uh, Bubba Chandler, you know, being, uh, kind of put as, you know, you're going to, we're going to see how you can do just as a pitcher. Um, so he gets that aggressive promotion uh, to Greensboro, the the likes of Anthony Solomedo. You have Po Yu Chen there. Uh, that's going to be uh, a fun rotation to watch. Also guys, I'm just going to say 
you can't just look at the stat sheet from Greensboro. Uh, once again, just reminding people that is a band box. It is more of a band box than, you know, great American small park with, with Cincinnati. I mean, it's, it's pretty small there. So, you know, look at some of, you know, some of the advanced uh, analytics for that type of stuff there, but also, I mean, if you haven't yet, uh, I have, I don't have MLB TV because I mean I live in Pittsburgh, so I watch all my games on AT&T Sportsnet for right now. But I do have the the, the MILB TV package, the first pitch. Um, that's only twenty nine ninety nine for the entire season uh, to be able to watch some of these games. Uh, you can go back and watch if you didn't get to watch it in real time. They still have you know the video feeds for that. So there's a lot that I'm looking forward to uh, from. Like I said, from Altoona, from from Greensboro, uh, down in Bradenton, uh, Thomas Harrington. Uh, we've mentioned I mentioned him on this show before. Uh, Ethan, you've had him on this show before. Man, I am expecting uh, big things from this kid. Uh, and when I say kid, I'm he's probably 20, 21 years old. But to me, uh, he's definitely a kid. Uh, but to to look for stuff from him, uh, it's just gonna be. Um, an exciting year. Um, I will say, I mean, I'm, I'm partial to uh, the Altoona curve. Everybody knows that's my favorite baseball team, Preston Shoemaker and, and John Moses, uh, the broadcasters down there, everybody listen to, uh, to, you know, the Bradenton broadcast first time uh, Ben Picorni is going to be calling a game tomorrow night. Real, real great kid. Uh, and looking forward to his broadcasting career. So it's not only the, that's the thing with minor league baseball. It's, it's the players, but it's also the communities that the broadcasters, I mean, it's a great thing, but I looking forward to a double header from Indianapolis today, Altoona's opening day. And there's just going to be a lot of stuff to watch. Another prospect before I go, uh, Lolo Sanchez, um, that's who John Moses had kind of told me and everybody, I, I, I know Lolo has been around the block here. It seems like he's probably been in our system for about 10 years, probably around at least eight at this point in time. Um, so he's getting, you know, pushing towards that, that minor league free agency uh, type window, uh, rule five draft type guy. I looking for some pretty big things from him. Hopefully this year, I had a decent spring training uh, bulked up uh, because he's, you know, he's not a 17 year old kid anymore. He's, you know, 24 years old, trying to grow into his form and everything. So Lolo's another guy. I'm looking for, and I uh, hopefully, you know, for a, a Burroughs and Ortiz, it, it kind of continues. And I, I, I'm looking to see, uh, you know, pretty sure when he comes out this second time around and, and, you know, as Gary Morgan, our buddy had said, you know, don't sleep on his Volto Beto. I, uh, and looking to see how, you know, he comes out tonight because, I mean, we're talking about, you know, if anybody struggles or continues to struggle in the rotation, uh, if there, God forbid, any more injuries come up, Beto could be somebody that slides into that rotation uh, in pretty quick order. Everybody wants to see Ortiz. I want to see Ortiz, too. Everybody wants to see Burroughs, Priester up here. I, I do as well. Um, but as we've seen uh, over the past few years is that uh, – and especially Beto, I believe he's 27 years old now. They just see what you have of him to try to make some of these decisions. Because not only do you want to win this year, you want to see young players take steps forward, but you still, 
uh, with, you know, all of these prospects coming up to Altoona, coming up to Indianapolis, there's going to be a roster crunch, you know, happening every year here in November with rule five. So you kind of want to, you know, see these decisions made. So, I mean, there's so much to watch right now in, in the minor leagues and everybody do yourselves a favor and, and definitely go out. And if you don't have the MLB TV package, go out and buy the minor league package and just, you know, turn it on and just watch, you know, a couple innings of the game and just, you know, to get a feel for some of these prospects that are going to be coming up. Oh, yeah. And it's a fun time, too. And also to mention, to add on to everything you just said, you have the chance to watch yet another top 10 farm system for the Pirates for the third year in a row at act at work. They have another top 10 farm system this year. You can even get the chance to watch some of these guys before they come up to Pittsburgh, because I'm here to tell you some of them will. It's going to happen eventually, and that's one of the things about this hot start already. They got off to a hot start, and I don't even think this is going to be the best version of this team. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Locked On Pirates podcast today. We're expecting another guest on tomorrow's show for opening day. It'll be a new guest, so you guys will hopefully enjoy that. Also, make sure you go check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Go check out Inside the Bucks Basement with Craig, myself, Gary, and the whole crew over there. Guys, enjoy opening day tomorrow. I will say that uh, say that same thing tomorrow. If you are going, have a ton of fun and stay safe. Blackout PNC. Craig, hopefully you have a wonderful rest of your day, and hopefully that rain precedes itself. Hopefully it just stays today and doesn't happen tomorrow guys make sure you follow me and craig on twitter at mvp underscore ethan and at bucks basement i will see you guys on the flip side